I, I don't know how audible that alarm is. So we're going to wait a little bit. Okay. This is such a weird day. It is a super fucking weird day. It's a weird day, right? Yeah. yeah. Good lord. Hey everyone, Joe here. You're listening to the 12th episode of Like for Like, a podcast where my friends and I talk to some interesting people about what it means to be a creator in the world of social media. Every once in a while we have a special episode called a Friendcast where the three of us just sort of hang out and talk about lots of random stuff. Uh, our own personal projects, what's going on in our lives. I think it's nice to have a little de-stressing session with each other every once in a while and uh, we record that because it's funny, we hope. So I hope you enjoy peeking behind the curtain a little bit with this episode. We really enjoy doing these, so there are definitely more to come. I'll let you get to it. I always think that uh, sticker says PooCon and not PodCon. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually, I don't remember which episode it was that we talked about uh, PooCon. It might have been the first episode. It might have been the, no, because it would have been the first episode that I saw that sticker. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, so it would have been so a little later. must have been... Uh, episode six? Yeah. The one with... Uh, Nicholas. With Nicholas Cole? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good episode. Yeah. I think I cut out the specific segment about the poo. I don't remember why... <laughs> <laughs> there was part of it that I left in, definitely. But I think the, the the poo convention talk for some reason got cut out. I don't remember what what topic we got on, but Gosh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Joe keeps trying to censor me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my life, just censoring my friends, making everything more politically correct. I like your new shelving unit. Oh, oh th thank th you. The shelf came in. Yeah. It finally came in, and uh, and new lamp. Cool. Lamp oh, nice. is new. I love lamp. For some reason, having those two things makes it like significantly cozier in here. Like yeah. having the the box in that corner over there with all of my random notebooks and knickknacks in it was bad. And this is it's like somebody actually lives here. <laughs> it was bad, and now it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's better than bad. This lamp has a nice <laughs> flat cable that is also knitted. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. It's your the pieces of wood, the armature like arm. Mm -hmm. They are very like blunt in their shape, so it's a nice yeah. wood, mm -hmm. a nice lamp. It's it's a nice look, nice yeah. lamp. Thank you. I think I have some instrument cables that kind of look like that. It's very sort yeah. of a sort of mid-century modern in its aesthetic. Mm. Hey, look at that. Yeah, it's nice. It's a yeah. sexy, it's a nice piece of wire. Little little power cord. I'm taking your lamp, Joe. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't do that. I'll fight you for it. Thank you. <laughs> Jonathan is now holding the lamp in his lap as if it were a very small lover. Treat it kindly. <laughs> no, thank you, Joe. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine now. Something else we were talking about in the car is that uh, my writing has been taking way longer than it should. Writing? Yeah. Yeah, like I was telling John that I'm basically like the, uh, I've I've become the adult who is working on a book. No, really, I'm working on a book. 
Really, it's coming along. I have, like, multiple pages. Really, I'm working on a book. Really. That's <laughs> <sighs> what it feels like, man. What are you uh, What are you working on right now? Uh, short story that I plan to turn into a short film. It's yes. kind of similar to what I did for Nails, where I just write a short story and then use that basically as a screenplay template for yeah. a, a, well, for a voiceover track that would play throughout the throughout the film. Cool. Um, so I hope I can actually make progress on that soon. About halfway done yeah. with, the, with the story. Maybe two-thirds, actually. It's difficult finding that flow with something like that that requires you to be in sort of the same mental headspace every time you come back to it for the purpose of, like, tone yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult to find that and stay there. That it is. But, hey, man, a little bit at a time. Yeah. Gotta finish it. I'm really excited to finish it. Made a lot of progress on that thing so far. Nice. So. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully same. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's new with you guys? Yeah. How are you, how you doing, Joe? I am scrolling through Instagram, and I, it's it's literally, I I don't know. It's it's a drug. It's an addiction. I need to stop. I closed Instagram. It's it's better now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm doing generally pretty well. Good, Joe. I have uh, I have a lot going on, and. Uh, the last couple of days, I have honestly not worn the stress very well. Yeah. But in general, I'd, I'd say I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm excited about the future. There's more commissions uh, coming my way, which is cool. Like, the, which is freaking awesome. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. mean to downplay that at all. Yeah, that absolutely. is so fucking cool. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've got some more music ideas that I want to work on. Good. And, uh, doing prep stuff for sort of the future of Plantastic Fanet Media with the podcasts and stuff with Subculture yeah. Camp and that sort of thing. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. Yeah, buying galoshes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, so... You just need to message me so I know we can get it back out there because I've been healing, so... Yeah, it has been a little I, bit. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of the reason why we haven't gone because I've just been kind of out of commission. Yeah, well, and I've fault. I've been so busy too, and and Charlie's been super busy, so we'll we'll get back on that. But subculture camp will happen eventually, and then yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. It's it's lots of art and music stuff going on, and then uh, the day job is getting a little uh, a little busier. There's sort of an opportunity that will be coming up in a few months, and so I'm having right. to having to prep for that. So I don't know if any of our listeners out there are are lovers of data science. But I am. <laughs> I love Maybe there's me a some... huge audience crossover, you know? You know? <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, uh, yeah. No, I'm not even going to get into references in statistics and stuff. But um, there's a program called Cognos that's, that's very powerful. It's made by IBM. Uh, and it's used for all sorts of things in, in data, like reporting and analytics. And uh, I've done some work with it, and I'm trying to do more work with it in hopes of getting certified on it and it's like one of the nerdiest things i've ever done but it's it's very <laughs> like i i genuinely enjoy working with it um so yeah that's good <laughs> it is yeah an office job that wouldn't suck well, yesterday so i've been out of work for i don't know how long but for a while and they had i got this letter in the mail that's just requirement that even though i am on leave of absence uh you have to go in and change your password like every 60 days or so yeah, um, yeah, and I I wasn't really certain of how long it was even when I was at work because I knew that I, I had my password expired, but 
when you're working, you're like, I don't have time to change the password. I just need to log in for this program. Yeah, and you wait until the last day on that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I usually find a workaround where I don't have to log in. Because I'll have, like, coworkers say, like, how did you do that? I'm like, oh, you just log out, log back in, log out, and then you can, like, get into the program. <laughs> Not great. Not great system. Yeah, I was able to dodge through everybody at work because I had to go there, and I didn't run into anyone. I just got to change my password and leave. It was awesome. I didn't get questioned or, like, hassled. Like, well, where have you been? We missed you. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> Not no, in the mood for the small talk. Anything. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't care. <laughs> so I do pretty good uh, animating right now. I'm loving it. And I've been, I told Alex on the right here, I've been kind of researching jobs yeah. that I can apply to. Mm-hmm. Once I get that skill down and have a portfolio to show it, and like the doors open a lot with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really cool to see the stuff you're working on with it, that. Oh, yeah, I haven't showed you my classwork. It looks nicer than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> there was fun. a little, I don't remember if we talked about it in an earlier episode, but there's a little like blue man oh, that yeah. you just <laughs> did a gif of him dropping his belly and it was the most adorable <laughs> thing I've seen in quite a while. It was fun. Well, I can't wait to get to more complicated things. Yeah. Of course. That'll be really cool to see. Yeah, right now we're doing a uh, character animation for, there's a show called uh, Kitchen Magician. It's like a Vimeo, uh, like little show to show kids how to cook food. Yeah. Uh, like simple meals, and uh, we're taking some of the animatics from that scene and we're redoing it ourselves. Like we have to do like six, seven seconds of uh, of action. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> that's yeah, nice. it sounds like a wonderful exercise. It is. It's cool because like there is a rough outline, and what we're doing is basically the job of a revision animator mm-hmm. or revision artist is the title, I believe. It's cool because you're following the acting and you're also still getting to kind of act yourself Mm. um, different ways. So, like, I have, like, the character jumps up. He has this little wizard hat. um, (laughs) And so I like to have that hat actually respond to the physics. So it throws off. It gets thrown off his head and kind of, like, rolls around settles back on his head as he moves. Sort of exaggerating that movement. Yeah, so it's fun, like, getting to be an actor in that way. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. It's a little bit. The things that are like overlooked, like the cape is flapping while he's moving. I like that mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> Wanted to bring up something uh, that I sent to the messages last night that I thought was hilarious. I didn't know her recently. That there's a, I don't know what title she has, but she's a member of our government in some way. Okay. Um, her name, <laughs> her name is Yellen. And I okay yeah, yeah. and it's just the funniest name because it made me think of Ellen DeGeneres, but just always Yellen. <laughs> just Yellen DeGeneres. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like Nemo <laughs> what if like on her show she was doing an interview with like a trauma survivor or something oh, God. Be a I great was in the bit. hospital for six months how did that make you feel <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a great bit like it's all serious tone but like everyone knows like that's how she responds and so they are prepared for it you know that she just has a high volume of of yell speech so no one reacts except for like two people in the audience that are like looking at each other like, that'd be yeah, super so surreal like i feel like that's that's something you'd see in like an indie film where you have a character that just yells at everybody but mm-hmm. nobody acknowledges the fact that they're yelling and then yeah. afterwards in an interview somebody's like why did you have this character yell everything and why doesn't anybody like respond to it and the whole cast and crew is like what? you don't get it what are you talking about i, don't <laughs> I think you should probably read the screenplay that i, <laughs> <laughs> I have a degree <laughs> or oh, it's just like uh, inside joke
like I was I was just out so Alex picked me up today uh-huh and like I went to go I wasn't really sure what time we were doing things like, <laughs> there, there was a time agreed upon but I kind of forgot what time it was so I would like do something and I check my phone I'm like oh shit I'm like I need to go take it out recycling and I come back I'm like check it again I'm like okay good no messages like it's just <laughs> more hyper aware of my phone than ever yeah. just because I was like I don't know when this is going to happen I was in the same place for and some reason. I was like reason. on my way. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> "Oh God, it's happening!" Wow! So that would be yesterday, Halloween. We are recording this the day after Halloween, for reference. Yeah, um, Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah, that was my Hank Hill. Whoa! 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 Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. Oh yeah, he does say "dang it," not "damn it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's God, a, it's a PG it. show, <laughs> PG thirteen maybe. Yeah, I don't think TV shows are rated with the it's same. PG, it's TV fourteen. Yeah, That's TV right. fourteen, something like that. But if you're edgy, you watch it at thirteen. <laughs> Do you remember the episode when Bill like went insane and started wearing dresses and started referring to himself by his ex-wife's name? And Hank went into went into uh, uh, the yard, and he was like, "What are you doing in that dress, Bill?" And Bill was like, "What? What do you mean? I'm Lenore." Oh yeah. What? Do you remember? I've never that. seen this episode, but I need to watch like it now. Full, and Bill went to like in full drag to like this, you know, like neighborhood party, and everyone's like looking around. And it's like this horrifyingly awkward moment. And, like, and then down. Hank, like desperately trying to save his friend, runs into the bedroom, puts on one of Peggy's dresses, oh, yeah. and like runs back out. Yep, it's that kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like clearly just has like his jeans on and everything yeah. still. <laughs> yeah. it's that kind of party party <laughs> god it was so weird such a surreal episode man that sounds amazing I need to watch some more King of the Hill it's been literally years that's since some, I've watched that show that's some good episodes man you ever hear like the like the plot line like the supposed like Bobby is Bill's son theory Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Like, Bob, like, because he has this really obsessive thing for Peggy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, like, there's this point where there's the episode when they're on that boat and they're stranded outside of it in the sea. And, like, Bill mentions, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, one dark night, like, I sweat with, I slept with Peggy. And Hank's like, no, you didn't. It's like, I know. I just wanted to feel special or something. Like, <gasps> and, like, there's this thing where, uh, maybe he wasn't lying. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, and also, dun. uh, Bob, like, Hank has a narrow urethra, can't have kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, Whoa. Bobby and Bill have this episode where, like, Bobby, like, really looks up to Bill because he's learning all this cooking from him. And he's, like, uh-huh. really learnt, like loving what he's doing. So they have, like, the connection with each other. Oh, man. And they kind of look the same. Yeah, I was going to say, they do look a little more similar than Hank does. Apparently, like, the last episode had some, like, some foreshadow to that. I don't know what it was. So I didn't, really? Yeah, I need to go watch that episode, but they're not on, it's not on Netflix. It hasn't been for, like, a year or two. Damn. Okay. I wow, love that when shows that have super long uh, runs, like King of the Hill, mm-hmm. is it still it's still on, right? No, 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 no it's no, it's canceled. No. I think at it was the like point. episode yeah. series, season um, nine. Was it nine seasons they had? Nine or ten, something like yeah. that. Yeah, super long, like run for for a show for a cartoon, like yeah. Yeah. to have nine seasons, especially like an adult cartoon. Yeah, but I love it. I love it when shows like that have elements like that where there's like some unexplained connection between characters and it lasts for the entirety of the run of the show Mm -hmm. uh and maybe it's addressed in the final season maybe it isn't uh i i just love that yeah speaking of fan theories i hate i hate the hey arnold one 
What is that? They're all dead and it's a dream. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, it's just like, it's just overly dark. Like he had this, I think, I may be wrong, but I think he had like some brain injury. So that's why he has this weird shaped head. <laughs> and like he was abused by his grandparents, like sexually. I don't know. Jesus. It was just really screwed up. I don't like that theory. I don't, yeah. it's not, it's not all what the show is. The show is a great, like more, like a 90s day version of Charlie Brown. Yeah. Like kids sure. responding, acting kind of like adults with their responsibility sort of thing in their situations. I, yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. A, a good a good meta theory should like still serve the purpose of the message that the show is trying to convey yeah. or like whatever whatever goal the show is trying to accomplish with its writing. Yeah. Uh so like the whole like Bobby Bill thing, like that actually serves the purpose of King of the Hill like by genuinely increasing your your understanding of the characters and making it a more interesting relationship between them because it's a show yeah. about the characters yeah but for something like that in hey arnold like that just yeah. doesn't it doesn't add anything it yeah, frames just, the show in an entirely different perspective it's just edgy maybe it a is. Good theory, what it is maybe a good theory is something like where even the writer of the original material stops and says maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, the, maybe I did mean to do that. That's right. <laughs> maybe it was just subconscious. Maybe I was just projecting. <laughs> so, Alex, uh, our our group hasn't gotten together for D and D in a while. Oh yeah, while. yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I was talking to you the other day about joining the campaign. Yeah. What kind of character, if you could make one, would you would you make? Is this? Build Alex's character episode. Yes, this is. Oh, the yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Let's see. What kind of character would I like to be? What are my options? The current. Well, I guess I should explain the setting a little bit. So okay. the setting is called Void Calling, and it's basically what I would call like a future fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've mentioned Numenera before on the podcast. Uh, Numenera is basically where like science advanced really really far to the point of like biotech and like nanotechnology yeah and basically society as a whole this like intergalactic society that spread nanomachines everywhere across multiple galaxies this society basically crumbled at some point and left no evidence of its, of its existence but the nanomachines because they're nanomachines still remained in existence so in this setting in Numenera magic is basically some people are just born with the ability to control these nanomachines and they think of it as magic but it's actually technology that is so advanced that it seems like magic i think you told me about this at the faust is this the same uh, uh, a world you built or universe you built that uh, everyone's a wizard so it's not special basically yeah so so a in my setting like void calling it's kind of, yeah mm-hmm. in void calling it's sort of like the opposite approach where um magic has become so advanced that it that it mirrors technology um mm-hmm. which i guess I mean, it's not entirely original. Like, you can see a lot of that in, like, Harry Potter. There are, like, spells that mimic, like, television and, like, transportation and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it's not entirely original, but the approach is very... um, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very tongue-in-cheek about it. It's a very self-aware setting. So, like, usually an adventurer who would create a character in this setting would be a member of the Adventurer's Guild, which is um, Wizards of the Coast has an organization called, I think it's the Adventurer's Guild, um, where you can be a member of that and you can go to guild games and play uh, as characters that are like certified legal in that uh, system. And like, so you can 
take your character from campaign to campaign, from DM yep. to DM, and still like level them up and like share your progress online and that sort of thing. That's um, super cool. Yeah, it, it is super cool, and we'll probably talk about that more one day um, because what Wizards of the Coast has done with Fifth Edition is just fantastic. Yeah, so in, in my setting, this Adventurers Guild is a real thing in that um, people will go and sign up to take quests, and uh, the Adventurers Guild basically takes a portion, uh, sort of a finder's fee for the quests that they assign you, and you mm. you go and do that quest, and the more quests you do, you actually gain levels in the Adventurers Guild, and that sort of mirrors your levels you gain uh, as a character as well. Yeah. Um, and your pay is reflected in the treasure you get and, and that sort of thing. So, so yeah, it's an extremely self-aware setting. I've tried to make everything as, as tongue-in-cheek as possible. So the characters in this particular campaign Jonathan is very interested in a picture that's oh, it's, on my it's really pretty. right now. It is super pretty. Like I really love the brushwork on that. No, those colors. Sorry. It's I know at, this the, is a... at the Tetranska Galleria? Tetranska Galleria? I don't know what language that is. That's got to be like, it's got a K in it. It's got to be like Polish or something. Yeah, definitely. They use accent marks over oh. the A, right? My brethren, the Czech Republic. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh wow! No, sorry. So that, that's a there's yeah. a link for you. Okay, <laughs> we've got a link to check out. Um, we'll, we'll post in the show notes whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So so the the characters that uh, the the current party is playing are all people who have had some form of a career already. They're not like your standard young like sprightly adventurers. These are people who have basically gotten bored with their day jobs and decided to. Um, go out and quest for the Adventurers Guild. Uh, and as a result, they've been more likely, or, or they they were um, more susceptible to persuasion by the Adventurers Guild to join what's called an accelerated growth program, uh, where they take on more deadly quests in exchange for um, more... <laughs> accelerated <laughs> growth program. <laughs> in exchange for a greater reward. Um, so... <laughs> So we have Koei, played by Jonathan, who is a tabaxi rogue. You wanted to be a blacksmith. Like, I wanted to be a tinkerer. I wanted to tinker. Yeah, yeah. You wanted to, you wanted to make things uh, and specifically, like, like, smith and craft your own, like, small Little goods, trinkets. like mechanics and, and clockwork things and that sort of thing. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's a really interesting character to begin with. And then we have um, Rain, who is played by Christina. Uh, and Rain is a. We, we've also gone for some non-standard races with this one. Uh, Rain okay. is a Genasi paladin of Myria. Uh, the Genasi are a half genie race. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and she's she's half water gin. So she she worships the uh, the neutral, well the lawful neutral water goddess of this setting, Myria. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Miria is a rather hands-off god because they have committed some atrocities so far, and the campaign has basically just started. And our last character is uh, Bubble, played by Charlie. And Bubble um, previously owned a magic shop. Well, kind of a magic shop, sort of a general goods store, um, but those are sort of the same thing in this setting. Bubble is a kinku wizard, um, and the kinku are basically a crow race. They're like sentient crows. Okay. Um, and like crows, they can they can mimic sounds, but uh, the deal with kinku as opposed to other races is they actually don't have the ability to form their own speech. Uh, so they can only say things that they've already heard 
other places. Yeah. So uh, so Charlie's character, her explanation, uh, because Bubble is a, is a man, uh, her explanation for him sounding like her is that uh, Bubble grew up with a young human girl, uh, and for whatever reason, he had to leave that family. And so whenever Bubble talks, you're hearing the voice of the, the young human girl that he basically learned um, common speak from. That's really I, I really loved that approach to yeah. uh, the the Kinku race. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. So it it sounds like um, the only limit is really our imaginations. Basically, yeah, it's extremely right. open. Okay. Um, I want to be a human warrior. Yes. <laughs> uh, Honestly, I'd be so down for that. Uh, yeah, like we're only be, half kidding, but I mean, um, it, would, it would actually be pretty great to have uh, sort of that counterbalance of like a person who is just like really super normal. And I think situationally, like the current situation our characters are in, mm-hmm. would be really cool. Like, haha, <laughs> <laughs> I've come to save you. <laughs> that would be good. I don't know. What if a um, what if it's a human warrior, but he's like super jaded and like doesn't care. <laughs> Um, oh, that'd be great. Like, yeah, I've done plenty of these. Whatever. He's like missing an arm. Like, oh, you know, can't really. No, no, the, no. He's missing his right hand. Yeah, like, like Jamie his, Lannister or something. His he's like, I can't. Hand. Can't swing my sword anymore. Uh, whatever. Yeah. More of this. Never really liked uh, being a sneaky archer, but I mean, there's only so much I can do, you know. Yep. That's very good. Uh, yeah, actually, um, prosthetics, like relatively advanced magical prosthetics, are a thing. Oh, yeah. In this true. setting. Um, so th- there's been a character in a in a previous campaign that had um, he had lost all of his fingers and they were replaced. He basically wore this like glove over his hand that um, projected spectral fingers for him. So they were still invisible, but it also meant that he could reach through barriers and pull things out hmm. uh, with his fingers. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> but he, he was a little higher level. Uh, he was actually an NPC. Yeah, I was very I was very proud of that character design <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you should be um what if my character like lost his hand and when he got a new one um have you ever seen those like those those nightmare finger puppets that are like miniature hands oh yeah yeah what if yes. he like got miniature hands on the tips of his fingers and that <laughs> and that way he could like pick locks like have really <laughs> fine I'm, dexterity uh, yeah sure that'd be super good Maybe you're a warrior who like uh, specializes in like thrown weapons. You have like tiny hands that throw darts <laughs> on your hands. <laughs> Re- really tiny little uh, uh, little uh, um, blades, like 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 lead that you put in a mechanical pencil, and then exactly. like go into jugular veins and like, you like know, kill people needles. with almost no traces. That reminds me of uh, Ninja Gaiden. Like you could you could get these little throwing needles. Oh yeah, yeah. remind me of a uh, Deus Ex. Yeah, like the little hand. Oh, I know. Uh, is it Ghost in the Shell? Like their hands like break apart, and it's like a m- million different digits like typing on the key on the keyboard. I'm gonna be terrible here and admit that I have never seen Ghost in the Shell. That's fine. I've, I've mostly or just seen a lot of the, like animated gifs. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Make a manga, see if it gets popular, make an anime out of it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Netflix buys the rights to the anime and makes a terrible movie about it. Wait, you either okay, die what, a hero or what started, <laughs> what started that meme? Was death it just note. the was it the Death Note Netflix movie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So bad. Oh god. Yeah. Was, oh man. I couldn't watch more than the first like ten minutes of it, and that's <laughs> that's actually further than I got with Justice League. So that's impressive, but. Oh, you watched Justice League? I did. I watched about five minutes of Justice League, and I literally had to go throw up. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. Oh, tell, tell me about it. How's, as, it. how's it start? As experiencing the film. I want to know bad, because uh, I don't really want to waste my own so time. So you start, and I'm just going to go off of memory with this, so I could be wrong, but yeah, what I remember is you start with, um, who is it, Henry Cavill that plays uh, Superman? Super, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so you start with Henry Cavill, who... Uh, by the way, this this opening scene of the movie was recorded after production while Henry Cavill was in production on another movie where he was contractually obligated to have a mustache. Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> was it like badly CGI so get, removed? Yes, you get you get bad CGI Henry Cavill upper lip. Uh, and it's in this like weird found footage style. I'm not fucking making this up. It's in with this weird found footage style that's supposed to be like a child recording, uh, like like oh yeah, you're Superman. Oh my goodness, like you're here to save us. Uh, recording it on their phone, but in the middle of the found footage sequence, it raises up to like eye level with Superman. Like, did he? F- you can see both of his, his arms haven't moved. So who took the phone from the child? And raised it up to eye level with Superman. I just and assumed, who thought that was a good directorial idea? I just thought like another kid might have just like picked up the other kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just lifted him up. There's just there's another Kryptonian wait, right there. Wait, <laughs> is Superman just like standing still, like yes! watching, like what the hell? It's like this kid's just like Superman, and it's like his legs are growing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he literally like Superman. He, help me! I'm becoming an eldritch horror. <laughs> I think it's her fault. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Superman, have you heard the good word about the yellow man? <laughs> uh, oh, it's it's Superman too, the son of Superman. <laughs> yeah, it's basically so that that was the point where I was like, okay, I should really turn this off. And then if I remember right, it cuts to. Um, Gal Gadot, who uh, did a phenomenal job playing Wonder Woman in the Wonder Woman movie, mm-hmm. but in this movie seems to have uh, forgotten how to have facial expressions um, beyond like I, I'm looking at you with like an inquisitive face. Mm. I'm a superhero, like that sort of. You know the expression I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Um, the listeners can't see it, but. Uh, hopefully they understand. Eyebrow uh, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, eyebrow up. Um, <laughs> uh, the rock eyebrow. Yeah, almost the rock eyebrow, except like, except like it's Wonder Woman. So like, <laughs> like she's supposed to be this regal, like absolute knight of a superhero, uh, like literally descended from from Amazonian royalty, um, basically a demigod, and she's doing office work <laughs> in this scene <clears throat> oh no that's the next scene no the first time you see her she's like standing on a building or something and she has to like do the superhero drop in mm-hmm. to a bank where there are some people who have like planted a bomb and they're like holding some people hostage it's like a terror terrorist situation um 
and she has to like go in and save the people and she's like i've got bulletproof bracers and i can move at the speed of the flash for some reason and she, she just basically runs and blocks all the bullets as they're about to like mow down these people with their guns the terrorists i mean um and then like disarms a bomb it's or does she not disarm the bomb? I think she has to throw it real hard into the sky. I think that's what happens. Okay. Yeah, but she's a superhero, so she throws it like real, real hard. Like real, real, real hard. It, from what you're, de- uh, from how you're describing it, it sounds like um, some of these characters, instead of being characters, they're like kind of cut and copied from their movie into this one. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and it's well, and it's not even like they're cut and copied. They're not even like a pastiche of of their existing characters. They're they're just like like script that has been acted out on on a screen it's like literally you're mm. watching computer code that thinks that it is superheroes Ugh. uh i'm not even i'm not even the movie is is just it's absolute shit oh, okay. um <laughs> i'm gonna go out on a limb it sounds like you watched more than five minutes no no that's <laughs> that's that's the judgment i'm making based on the first five minutes is that the rest of the movie is absolute shit okay uh because there's there's no way it could recover from that <laughs> uh honestly i want to say justice league is is this i want to say within the same five minutes we also had the scene with batman i could be thinking of batman v superman but okay. we also had the scene with batman where he's like fighting this weird alien thing and he like has to he has to punch it a lot <laughs> like that's basically oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah why not mm-hmm. that sounds generic yeah how did we get on the subject of justice league we were talking about you being a, uh, a warrior man with a fake with, arm that has tiny hands on the fingers yeah like a lot of tiny hands. <laughs> just a lot of tiny hands just like, i'm actually totally down with that i like, I like, like that an idea. odd growth of hands like the nano machines that put the hands in just like keep making newer hands and well, smaller and in hands the, and in this setting there's there's no nano that's machines disgusting. or anything it's actual magic oh uh, oh this yeah. is I the was, other I was one. just referencing oh, okay, numenera okay, because yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. it's a similar um uh it, it's a similar approach in like taking one of one sides of those equation and taking it to the extent that it looks like the other side okay um, well, it in that case, I'll word it saying, um, his magical self-replicating hands. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Like, you have you have newt hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, you Not chop like, off and it grows back. Like a magical glitch. <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Like maybe you, oh, you have oh, some sort oh. of magical heritage. What if, what if, uh, uh, what if my character is like, uh, like the broom from Fantasia, where, where he has a new hand because of magic, but his dead hand has formed a new him? And that's like, <laughs> and that's like, that's like the evil alter ego that that eventually There's the party a, will have to face or something. A mega Alex, yeah. running around somewhere. I think that's like a crypt keeper episode. Really? Yeah. This guy gets like a, a gross, like twin brother growing off his back. Oh god, it's that's creepy. Horrifying. He's like talking Jesus. to him in his sleep and like getting nasty when he's like trying to talk with this girl. Could oh really god, ruin up his relationship. Yeah. It's like Big Mouth, but good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, that's a, that's a show, right? Yeah, the Netflix show. I'm are sorry, you, I'm being mean. Are, are you good? not a fan? I, I no, I, I actually, uh, and uh, like I was just being silly, but I do actually need to give Big Mouth a second chance because, okay. um, because I, I have heard that the first couple episodes are are not the high point of that series, and that yeah. uh, watching the rest of it. Uh, has has some amount of reward to it and i do really like all of the voice actors that are in it um like they're all just phenomenal at the stuff that they do elsewhere so oh yeah yeah 
and I did like the concept of the show. Uh, yeah. I think each of us could resonate with <laughs> the sort of subject matter of the yeah, show quite a various bit. Various things. Um, but the the delivery was not not quite there the first episode or two for me. Okay. I say uh, I the thing that's turned me off is uh, I now I'm not going to say anything bad because this could be a future <laughs> a future employer possibly someday. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't um, say anything bad. But uh, I'm not big on the designs. Yeah, the character um, designs. Yeah, I really especially my biggest critique is take that little glint out of the eye. Like it looks. Ugh. Yeah. Take that out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look up an image of one of the characters now. They all have that glint in their eye, which is just a kind of. I think a, I know what you mean. It's like a very puppet sort of way of animating. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we, we can put this here. I'm like, just take it out. Like it doesn't need to be there. <laughs> like I don't care that you can do it. Doesn't mean you should do it. <laughs> but yes. Yes. Yeah, t- I see exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Remove that. But uh, the hands with hands on it. Like I was thinking of a. Uh, <laughs> there's that mutation plants had called fasciation. Okay. Um, it's a common mutation, but like yeah. that's when like a flower starts growing petals, but it continues to grow petals, so it looks like a weird like smear. It looks like huh. a, like the petal stamen part. That's the stamen part's like the center, right? Yeah. It's like instead of shaped like a circle, instead of shaped like a circle, it's shaped like a hot dog, mm-hmm. and like the petals just go all the way around it. So it'd be cool to have like a hand shell, just weird. I should do like a like a concept design of what this dude's hand looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just imagining uh, recursive hands like it's just each finger has a hand on it and then each finger of that hand has a hand on it yeah but just like one or two layers of fractals right yeah 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 because otherwise it'd just get ridiculous have you told them about the uh, company the company that uh, resides in this world oh timco mm-hmm. yeah so timco is basically the uh the walmart of this world but like to the extreme uh-huh. <laughs> so timco uh provides wizards with all of the uh all the spell components they could ever need um, and provides the the everyman with all of the magical items they could they could ever need to to make their lives as simple as possible. I forget the Timco tagline because it's been a while since I've had to uh, role play a Timco employee. But basically, uh, basically Timco is like imagine. And actually, Amazon is probably a better comparison nowadays. When I when I wrote the setting, I, I directly stated Walmart, but I think Amazon is a, is a much better comparison nowadays. Yeah. Just like imagine if Amazon also owned like Tesla. And Google, yeah. <laughs> and like they just own the means of production and access to basically everything. They um, seized the means of production. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Timco basically rules a lot of things from uh, not even behind the scenes. They're quite upfront about it. Yeah. With the exception of there are still some and largely the the like elf and gnome run civilizations uh, because those people live longer and can sort of remember a time before Timco. Largely in those populations there are some smaller businesses that are a little more advanced maybe have some sort of hidden arcana that they have access to that Timco doesn't mm-hmm. that still holds sway in certain regions. Um, but where the party is now it's it's basically a Timco, Timco run uh, planetary system. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because interplanetary travel is naturally a thing in this setting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, through through portals or through magical space shuttles. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, or, or void void shuttles is what does, they would be called. What if there like were a... like toll roads, but it was like in between planets? 
like as 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 soon as you enter the planetary system, you're like, hey, welcome to this uh, this Timco <laughs> system. You know, that'll be th uh, uh, fifty wizard bucks. <laughs> so, so like you roll up to the toll like in space, and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, go, gotta pay the bill here, gotta pay the toll, and then you just like. Like, oh, okay, sorry, we just kind of like start like slowly lifting our spaceship up. It's like, no, got it, got tools down here. Don't go over there. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, lost another one there. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, guy. I got cockatrice to farm on Plurch. Let's go. We'll put another toll right, just ten feet above this toll. <laughs> yeah. We'll get we'll get him next time. <laughs> There's one lonely toll booth operator just like in the middle of this void in between planets. Assume there'll be two. <laughs> <laughs> one one at level and one ten feet above the other one. Oh, what so if like, there was? Like what if there was feet, feet. You gotta pay a toll. <laughs> what if there was a love story between like two really lonely toll booth operators on opposite sides of the planetary system that talk to each other via a walkie-talkie system, or like, well, you know, a magical version of a walkie-talkie system? But like, uh, I like wonder. That. I wonder what Fred is up to today. Would they have like a a cannon mill delivery system? <laughs> like they shoot out their like toll window and like it it feels a gravitational pull of the star and it's like it slowly makes it to the other toll. <laughs> <laughs> it takes like it takes like thirty minutes to send a message from one mm -hmm. place to the other. <laughs> They're using purely mechanical means. That's good. That's very silly. How long no, have we thirty been? minutes for a uh, physical hour, package yeah. on the outreach of a solar system is pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. It's a fast cannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a and a tiny moon planet. Yeah. I think that really breaks the speed of light. Yeah, it's quick. It's almost uh, it's almost non uh, non relative or non Einsteinian. We call it fast mail. We <laughs> call it fast mail. <laughs> None of that snail mail around here. Mm -hmm. We stopped using snails years ago. <laughs> so fast it creates its own heat source. Hot mail, if you will. Ah. <laughs> oh my god! The snail mail is actually like the snails from Turbo. It's oh, actually God. just Turbo. <laughs> he just he has wings now. Was that so the he, last? Let me tell uh, you, he has a lot of job security in this universe. Was that the last DreamWorks movie they made that they're like, okay, we gotta stop making shit movies and actually have like char characters with like personality to them? Something like that, probably. Yeah, or they like, or they were just like Cars is popular. Yeah. <laughs> because like the the first movie that I think they made that really had characters in it that wasn't just cringy uh -huh. um, was How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. Like that was kind of the dawn of them like starting to care and also Kung Fu Panda, which I think might have been before that. I, yeah, I think you might be right. I, I, I did genuinely love both of those movies, yeah. although I haven't seen any of the sequels to either of them. Uh, I've seen the sequel to How to Train Your Dragons and yep. the sequel to Kung Fu Panda. Not all of them. Kung Fu Panda went on too long. Um, yeah, there ended up being like three movies and yeah. like it was sort of an opposite community thing, like six movies in a season or something like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the second one for Hot Train Dragon was pretty good, and they have a third one coming out soon. Oh wow! Yeah, like the ki the kids are actually like aging, like they have like facial hair. It's kind of weird, but well, hmm. <laughs> you know, good on them for you know trying to make a better story than they have been in the past. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Harry Potter scenario, except it's a little more jarring because there's like more than a year between each movie. Yeah. You can find show notes for this and other episodes at lflpodcast.com. That's lflpodcast.com. I want to thank Alex and Jonathan for joining me. Links to some of the stuff we talked about will be in the show notes, as well as links to our personal projects. 
Thanks everyone out there for listening to the 12th episode of Like for Like. Take care of yourselves, and remember, all we have is each other. Occasionally the best use of your time is relaxing with some friends and talking about recursive finger hands. Thank you.